Okay, everybody, Stephen Key here, and thank you for watching Invent Right TV. Today, I'm going to talk about how to help you with your inventions and how to patent those inventions. How to okay, before we start, I have to give you this little disclaimer. First of all, I am not a patent attorney, and I'm not giving you legal advice. What I'm going to give you is business advice concerning when should you file a patent and what you should do with your invention. I want to start at the very beginning because I think I know a lot of you out there have ideas and you're not quite sure what to do first. And sometimes if we're watching Shark Tank on Friday night or maybe we're talking to our, our family and friends or maybe other people that don't quite understand this whole process, the first thing they say is that, hey, you got a good idea, go ahead and patent it. And I'm here to say that's probably not the, the best strategy. Right, so I'm glad you're watching this video because I want to talk a little bit about it. Okay, first of all, patents are wonderful. I'm a big patent holder. I've got over 20 patents in my name. I've defended my patents in federal court against a little toy company, Lego. So I love patents. Um, but do you need them on every idea that you have? Uh, no, you don't. Um, in fact, patents have a lot of value. But if, you're, if you think that you need a patent, um, to license an idea or even to venture an idea that you need a patent, I think that's bad advice. Um, I know they're saying that on Shark Tank all the time. I think it's utterly ridiculous. You have to realize that, first of all, if you have an idea, do a little homework before you rush out and spend a lot of money. Okay. And what I mean by doing your homework, I talk a little bit about doing a Google image search or a Google shopping search just to see the landscape. I call it study of the marketplace. You've heard me say that so many times. You're just really trying to identify the space, the landscape of where your idea would fit into. And you're looking at similar ideas on the market. And, and you're trying to determine, number one, is it new? Um, is the benefit great enough? Does it have a wow factor, my idea? but you're really trying to determine your point of difference. Now, I don't think you need to have a brand new idea. No, I don't. And I don't think you have to reinvent the wheel. I don't think you have to do that either. But I do think that your idea, your invention, has to have enough benefit that people really want to purchase your product, your invention, over another one that's a similar one on the market. So that's why you do that first step. The second step, if you, if you decide, hey, I do have this idea that does have a huge point of difference and I want to go forward with it, the next thing I would do is to learn how to do a patent search. Okay, and it's somewhat complicated, but yes and no. And really, you're not going to find all the prior art. It's called prior art, prior patents, or maybe, maybe someone's talked about it or wrote a paper about it or maybe selling on the internet. It's all called prior art. But what I'm talking about is looking at prior patents. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, when you're first starting out, is do a Google patent search. Go on the internet, type in Google patents, and learn as much as you can of how to search for prior patents. Now, at the very beginning, it seems a little daunting, and you're not quite sure what to do. And I'm here to tell you it takes a little bit of time, but you can do it. You can also hire someone to help you do that. And at first, I don't think I would do that personally. I think what I would do, learn how to do it yourself. And there's a lot of videos we provide, and there's some other videos on the internet that will show you how to, 
how to search for prior patents, how to look for the right classifications, how to type in the right words. Um, but you can also, I believe, do it yourself, but it's going to take a little bit of time. But the point I'm trying to make here, you're really trying to determine, once you have an idea, what do I do? Do I go forward with it? Do I kick it to the curb? Do I, do I, do I invest time and money on that idea? And I'm here to say, at the very beginning of this whole, this whole video I'm doing, uh, take a deep breath, do a little homework, don't spend your hard-earned money on filing a patent. So what you're doing is trying to determine if you have a point of difference. Okay, so the next thing, once you've done this step, study the marketplace, and maybe you've determined, hey, it is new, and people are going to want it. I say at that point, you really have to decide, what do I want to do personally? Do I want to start a company? Do I want to raise money? Do I want to commercialize it myself? Do I want to manufacture it? Do I want to market it? Do I want to really just run a business? I think what you're going to realize once you go through that exercise, and just because you can doesn't mean you should, and just because it's a little easier today to do that because we have Amazon or you could do a crowdfunding campaign, doesn't mean you should. I believe it takes a lot of work. I believe if you do go down that path and you do want to start a business, the best advice I can give you is to find someone that's already done it and make them your partner. Huh, because you're going to learn a lot and it's going to save you time, energy, and pain. But the bottom line is this. It's not easy to do. And the reason why it's not easy to do, you have to learn a lot of new skills. It just takes time and you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Okay. The other option, and I've talked a lot about this, is licensing your idea to a company. A company that already has shelf space, a company that's going to do all the work that you don't particularly want to do. They're going to do all the marketing, the distribution, the fulfillment. They're going to do all that heavy lifting and they're going to bring that product to market for you and they're going to pay you now a royalty on each and every one they do sell. Okay, so what are some of the pitfalls in licensing? All right, number one, you don't have control. Number two, um, maybe they don't do a good job. Maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, number three, you have to realize to license an idea does take some soft skills. And I don't think I've talked a lot about these soft skills, meaning reaching out to a company that wants to work with us, um, pitching your idea correctly, learning their language, and taking away risk for them to go forward with your idea. And that takes a little bit of skill um, to do that. So those are really your two options um, once you have an idea. Now, where does Filing a patent come involved here. Well, before you reach out to a company, let's say you decide that you want to license. That's my specialty because you don't want to start a business. Um, you're going to want to reach out to companies that want to work with us inventors because they realize um, that in order for them to stay competitive, they need new ideas. So they have embraced the word open innovation that they want to work with us. To reach out to those companies, you want to make sure you have filed, I would say, a provisional patent application. It's called a PPA. Now, I'm not giving legal advice here because I'm not a patent attorney, but I'm going to give you some business advice. Uh, a provisional patent application is a great tool for you to learn as much as you can about. And I think you can write one yourself 
with the right information. If you keep on watching these videos, we'll supply a lot of information so you can at least start. Writing a, a provisional patent application for licensing is very different than writing a provisional patent application for maybe trying to protect it. Um, they're the same, but they are different, and you need to know the difference. But when you file for a provisional patent application, you have one year now to put patent pending on your, your marketing material on your product and then submit it to companies. It gives you that perceived ownership for one year. Now, what's really great about it, if you decide to go forward and if you write your provisional patent application correctly, um, then you can file a non-provisional patent application within that year. Okay, great. Um, but what I like for you to do, that when you do file that provisional patent application, which we call a PPA, you can now reach out to companies, right, with the right approach that want to work with us the correct way, and they, they get the warm and fuzzies. They like that you have gone to enough work to look at maybe the market, maybe prior patents, and you've written a provisional patent application that shows that you, you're invested a little bit. Now, Here's the catch too. You need to write that provisional patent application correctly. And I don't think a lot of people really understand how to do it correctly. I'm a, I'm a patent holder and, and I've defended my patents in federal court and uh, I understand the IP space. But what I've also realized that most patents, in fact, um, most patents are worthless. Most applications are worthless because people aren't spending the time to do it correctly. And what do I mean by the time to do it correctly? To really understand what companies are looking for. So, and I have some other videos you can watch because I talk a lot about provisional patent applications and how to write them correctly. But in, in a big picture, you wanted to discuss the problem, the solution. You want to talk about manufacturing, material, workarounds, variations, have lots of drawings. I talk a lot about this. But do in such a way that it has value, that when someone sees it, they know that you've done a lot of work, that you've thought about it, and you, you've, you've brought all these elements together that allows them to see exactly what you've done. You protected not only the invention, but you protect the, the innovation. And you're not gonna get that information from too many places because uh, most people aren't gonna do that for you. It's something you have to do yourself. Now, if you want more information about how to write a provisional patent application, please contact us down below. We can help you with that. All right. So this video that I'm doing is really about if you have an idea, what do you do? And do you file a patent? When do you file a patent? And how to file a patent? And I'm going to go into all those details in another video in just a minute. But I'm glad you're watching this video to get started. If you have a new idea and you want to patent it, fantastic. But do your homework first. Educate yourself on why you want to patent it and how to patent it correctly. And that way, so when you go forward, you made good decisions and you haven't wasted your time or your money. This is Stephen Key. Thank you for watching. And I'm going to do more of these videos on how to protect your ideas, how to patent those ideas, and how to write PPAs correctly, and how to patent and market and reach out to those companies that are looking for ideas if you take the right steps. So this is Stephen Key. Thank you for watching this video.